MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, October 18th, 2021. Today, the assistant to former House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving has been arrested on child pornography charges. A Capitol Police officer has been charged with obstruction in the January 6th insurrection. Four Republican lawmakers who voted to impeach Donald have outraised candidates that he's endorsed. And the funders and organizers of the insurrection are begging for money to battle their select committee subpoenas. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello, Dana. How was your weekend? It was good. It was filled with youth soccer. <laughs> but youths. Youths, youths, youth soccer. But um, it is good. It was beautiful here in the Southern California area. And uh, yeah, no, no complaints. And I, I could. But why? But why? Mm, yeah, I, I watched American football and that was a mistake. So. Oh, yeah. That's, a lot of that's been going on in the house, too. <laughs> oh, and baseball. Oh, so much sports. So many sports. You think it was a lesbian, I'd be happier about it. But I could, I'm could. i okay. Like I'm on overload. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm a Browns fan, so it usually just sucks. So yeah. I should probably like get into like European football more because it's probably less sad. All right. We have this coming Sunday, Dana, you and I and Mary Trump will be sitting down uh, where Mary answers questions from our patrons about the MSW book club series we've been doing for the past six weeks, which is her book, The Reckoning. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be this Sunday. And uh, patrons, I'll be on the road starting Friday, October 22nd in D.C., Boston and New York, and I'll be having meetups and you can get all of the meetup information on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash MullerSheWrote. And uh, come out, have a cocktail. It'll be fun. And uh, later in the show today, I'm going to be talking with Frank Fagluzzi, former assistant director of the FBI for counterintelligence, host of the Bureau, author of the FBI Way. And he and I are going to be talking about the differences between inherent contempt and criminal contempt and why we can't do inherent contempt and why we're doing criminal contempt and can we do inherent contempt in the future? <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a, a lot of enlightening questions that we will answer and discuss and Great. maybe even raise more questions. Who knows? Absolutely. All right. We have a lot of news to get to. Let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Top story today. An assistant to the U.S. House of Representatives Sergeant at Arms has been arrested and charged with 10 felony counts related to the possession of child pornography. And that's according to court records filed Wednesday. Stefan Beret, 41, is allegedly the owner of a Dropbox account that contains images of child sexual abuse material, according to a news release from police in Fairfax County, Virginia. The news release also says that multiple search warrants led police to determine Beret was the owner of the account. Detectives executed a search warrant Wednesday on Beret's home in Fairfax County and recovered multiple electronics. That's also in this news release. Legistorm, a database that tracks congressional employment records, shows Beret has been employed by the House Sergeant-at-Arms dating back to 2004. Beret, his attorney, and the Sergeant-at-Arms did not immediately respond to CNN's individual request for comment. Beret also briefly worked for the U.S. Capitol Police as a civilian in the Security Services Bureau front office. U.S. Capitol Police confirmed this to CNN. He came from the House Sergeant-at-Arms Office to work for the U.S. Capitol Police from April 2019 to September 2020 before returning to the House's Law Enforcement Office, Sergeant-at-Arms, and that's according to the USCP. Now, briefly, let's go back to the first sentence in this report. An assistant to the House Sergeant-at-Arms. That House Sergeant-at-Arms was Paul Irving, who resigned immediately following the insurrection. That's the same Paul Irving, Dana, that ignored nearly a dozen calls for National Guard deployment from Sund and others. Mm -hmm. That's the same sergeant-at-arms that knew where those vulnerable windows and doors were during the insurrection. The windows that Proud Boys somehow knew exactly where to go to, to breach first. I tweeted about this today since no one was mentioning Irving being part, you know, associated with this person. And Joyce Vance replied, Beret is certainly in a good place to become a cooperator if he knows anything. Ten counts of possession in a case that could easily be transferred over to the feds where he'd face years in prison. So so I'm going to say something, and this may not be in favor uh, by some listeners. 
Listen, I want Irving to go down, and I hopefully we'll get stuff on him. I do not want the son of a bitch that just got arrested for child pornography to get a day less in prison for what he's done in exchange for information. And I know some people may not agree with that. There's got to be a different way. Unless this guy's going to go away for a long time anyway, I just don't want him to get less in less prison. There's so many kids out there that are being hurt, and it's just an opinion. Yeah, and that's not, and that's usually not what happens. Usually, uh, kind of like with Joel Greenberg, you still face the sex trafficking or child pornography charges. Okay, but then maybe they drop wire fraud. Okay, or computer fraud. Okay, or somehow give you a break on that, and they definitely don't give. I, I haven't seen any child pornography cases get a break on sentencing. Okay, th- that makes me feel better. Thank you. Sadly, we've had so many child pornographers yeah, no associated shit. with the Trump administration. We've been we've been able to see how prosecutors go about these kinds of deals with Nader and Greenberg, et cetera. And I should say Greenberg isn't a child pornography case, but it's uh, sex trafficking a minor. But they usually go full bore on those counts okay. and then drop the ancillary ones. And I'm with you on that. I hope that they do not cut this guy a deal. And prosecutors tend not to. It looks just a really bad look to cut somebody a child pornography. Deal, yeah. You know? Okay. I feel better. And now I can move on to the next story. Thank you for having, <laughs> thank you for working that out with me live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This next story is possible good news for 2022. It seems the four Republican lawmakers who voted to impeach or convict the former guy over his role in January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, they outraised the candidates that Trump has endorsed to oust them. And this is from new campaign filings. So we've got Republican reps. We've got the, here was the list. Liz Cheney of Wyoming, Jamie Herrera, Bu- is it Bueller? I think it's just Butler. I just Butler. Okay. Interesting way of spelling it, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Herrera Butler (laughs) of Washington, Fred Upton of Michigan, and they all drew Trump's condemnation for their impeachment votes in January in his trial. So all three, all three of those people I just named, they collected more money in the third fundraising quarter than their Trump-endorsed rivals. And I want to say Donald-endorsed rivals Mm because I'm still trying to respect what Mary would like, and I'd like it too, but sometimes it's hard because it's in every story. Now, all of these findings, that's according to reports filed Friday, but this is by the Federal Elections Commission, so this is legit. We have also have uh, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski. She's one of seven Senate Republicans who voted to convict him in February. She raised nearly $1.1 million from July to September's quarter. Now, that's more than twice the $465,945 collected by Kelly, uh, what looks like to be Shabaka. Looks good. Yeah. All right. Who Donald endorsed earlier this year. So she outraised Kelly by almost double in this time period. Murkowski is the only one among the seven Republicans who voted to convict. Now he voted to convict former president who is up for re-election in 2022. She's the only one up for re-election, but everyone else is definitely outraising their, their opponents, if you will. Now, to be clear on this, this isn't good news because we like Republicans just want to be clear to the beans listeners. It's good news because the fracture in the GOP could be growing. This is good news for Democrats in the midterms. That's why we want to focus on this, because if their candidate isn't the one that's up for, you know, the position, they may just stay home. And Trump will say it and Donald's been saying it. If they can't fix this voter fraud, we just won't vote in 2022. Good. That would be fantastic. If you could just <laughs> scream that louder to your base, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, we, we want everybody to vote. But uh, hey, again, if you're going to do shoot we? yourself I'm in just the kidding. Foot. Of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> do we? Do we? Uh, but this is this is a significant fracture, you know, because we were thinking maybe they'll all go on one side. Maybe they'll all go on another side. It looks like there are going to be two definitive sides and that the Cheney Bush side, the Darth Vader side, is actually bigger than we thought it was going to be. So we'll see what happens. But this is bad news for Republicans. Indeed. Anyway, up next, a 25-year veteran of the U.S. Capitol Police, we're back on the Capitol Police now, was indicted Thursday on two felony counts of obstruction of justice for allegedly advising one of the insurrectionists to delete photos and posts showing their involvement. A federal grand jury returned an indictment on two counts of obstruction for Capitol Police Officer Michael Angelo Riley. According to documents filed in D.C. District Court, Riley is a canine officer with Capitol Police who was not outside the building on January 6th, but did respond to the pipe bombs found at the Capitol complex. Investigators say in the indictment that Riley accepted a Facebook request from someone he didn't know on January 1st. The individual is named only as Person 1. 
And according to the indictment, they had no prior relationship with Riley, except for both being avid fishermen and members of the fishing related Facebook groups that they're both part of. On January 7th, the day after the riot, insurrection, coup, investigators say Riley sent person one a message on Facebook about photos, videos and other commentary on Facebook, admitting his presence and conduct inside the U.S. Capitol. That's according to the indictment. This was the first time the two had communicated directly. In his initial message, investigators say Riley wrote, hey, person one, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Capitol Police officer who agrees with your political stance. Whoopsie. Take down the part about being in the building. They are currently investigating and everyone who was in the building is going to be charged. Just looking out. So my question is whether this officer was part of that U.S. Capitol Police internal investigation into dozens of officers that only put six on administrative leave. Remember that sort of mealy mouth sort of? eh. Yeah, I haven't heard about that yet. I've reached out to some congressional reporters and I haven't got an answer back, but I will keep my ear to the ground. And in other insurrectionist news, Danny Rodriguez. This is the guy who tased Officer Fanon and stole his badge. Yeah. Is asking to suppress an interview where he admitted that he tased Officer Fanon. Oh, my God. In this weird interview, which the transcript is now public, by the way, Rodriguez said he was indeed a piece of shit himself. He was talking about himself. I am a piece of shit. He said Trump made him do it. He said that he's weak. And that's why he was crying during the interview so many times. He said that he's not smart. He said that he didn't know it was Congress they were attacking and that tasering Fanon was a really bad choice. He said, quote, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed by it. And my mom's going to find out about it. Probably. I would probably (laughs) rally to have that interview not made public as well, but it's a little bit too late for that. Yeah. It mentions crying like nine times and being stupid. Such patriots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're only allowed to cry in an interview if you're Kavanaugh. This next story, this last story, it's we're sticking with the uh, insurrection because I actually I'm this one brings me a little bit of joy, even though I don't want to be this person I am today. Amy Kramer is looking for help as she faces a subpoena from the House Select Committee that is investigating the January 6th attack. Help, help. Yes, Kramer. Who's she? She's the chairwoman of the Women for America First, the organization that helped organize the rally on the White House ellipse that preceded the storming of the U.S. Capitol building that day. Now, she has launched a legal defense fund and is asking other conservative activists for support. She said, it makes me sick that we have to get counsel for this. Otherwise, they're going to destroy us. Now, she wrote that in a text, and I'm sure that's what it sounded like. She wrote that in a text message to an associate that was obtained. The text was obtained by the uprising. Kramer's text was provided by a source who is being granted anonymity due to the ongoing investigation. Now, in the message, Kramer asked recipients to share a link to a fundraiser page on Give, Send, Go, which is billed as the number one free Christian fundraising site. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's the number one Christian crowdfunding site is what it's called. My goodness. Kramer and her daughter, Kylie, who co-founded the group, because what would Jesus do? (laughs) are among a group of activists and former Trump administration officials who have been subpoenaed by the select committee in the past month. Now, Kylie Kramer did not respond to a request for comment. That is her daughter, Kylie Kramer. Kylie and Amy. It makes me me sick. We have to have counsel for this. Otherwise, they'll destroy us. Is it because you're guilty as fuck? I think they might destroy you anyway, honey. Mm, Maybe you shouldn't have funded and organized a coup you know there's i mean there's that yeah maybe talk to rodriguez about splitting hairs yeah you're just splitting hairs ag i am you're right and that's okay we'll be right back with frank fagluzzi he and i are going to split some hairs author of the fbi way host of uh the bureau which is an msw media podcast full disclosure we're going to discuss the differences between inherent contempt and criminal contempt and civil contempt and how the three branches of government come into play and what a balance the balance of powers are and how Congress is actually an equal branch to the executive and the judicial and how a lot of people are forgetting that, including Congress. So uh, you're going to stick around for this. It's got a lot of information in it. It was a really good talk. And uh, if you want to watch it, if you want to see Frank, you can catch it on YouTube uh, after this episode is out. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG for the Beans. And today's show is sponsored by Tomboy X. I absolutely love this underwear. I've been searching for just the right underwear that fits and looks perfect on me and is comfortable. And I found it with Tomboy X. Tomboy X makes underwear that not only fits me, but it gets me, right? I love the way they look. I love the way they feel, the shape. Everything is perfect. 
I wear my boy shorts from Tomboy X all the time. I got the pride and wonder print. They're wonderful. They look and feel amazing. Boldly unapologetic, all-inclusive underwear line since 2014, Tomboy X caters to clients of every body type, shape, gender, and size. All sizes, from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras, every Tomboy X pair is made to fit you and how you see yourself. Besides underwear, they also offer loungewear, swimwear, socks, tees, and other accessories, too. Quality fit and inclusivity are the hallmarks of every product. Their attention to detail includes no back seams to ensure a comfortable fit that never rides up, plus... Silky waistbands that don't roll down, no matter what size or shape you are. Tomboy X has the underwear that all bodies will love. And with their love at first wear guarantee, you can order risk-free when you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner tomboy and let me get you started with a special discount. Go to TomboyX.com, enter code DAILYBEANS, all one word, and you'll get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off this amazing stuff when you enter code DAILYBEANS at TomboyX.com. Again, TomboyX.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everybody, welcome back. I'm joined today by former assistant director of the FBI for counterintelligence, my friend Frank Fagluzzi, host of The Bureau and author of The FBI Way. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. I, the people will start talking if we keep meeting like this. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. Okay. The reason I wanted you on today is because over the weekend, I saw that you do several hits about the differences between inherent contempt and criminal contempt as we're talking about specifically relating to Bannon right now with the potential criminal referral. The vote is on Tuesday to the Department of Justice. And I I wanted to just get some things sort of cleared up because there's a lot of misinformation going around out there on these two things. And I, I was hoping you could tell us, first of all, the difference between I'm sure listeners are up to speed on what's going on. But what is the main difference between inherent contempt and criminal contempt. Yeah, sure. And I, I want to caveat this by saying a couple of things. First, I am never going to pretend that I am an expert on, on any particular legal matter when someone, you and you've had experts on, you've had true experts on in, in the law. Okay. So I'm a national security guy who went to law school, spent 25 years at the FBI. I looked through everything uh, through a security lens, and, and I'll talk about that. So that shades my opinion uh, of things. Um, that's that's first. And to also say that I understand that reasonable minds, and minds better than mine, differ on where I'm going to go with this. But okay. Basic definition by Frank Figluzzi's understanding. Three kinds of contempt of Congress. Um, the first is civil, where they the, the committee and, and the Congress would choose to go to a civil court like a lawsuit and sue for the information uh, that they need, whether that's testimony, whether that's documents and or both, that's a civil a- uh, action that can be taken. The second is criminal. Um, now, let's, let's, un- let's understand that the civil, because it goes into the court system, means, and I've had some questions on my social media about this, so let's do this. We all know you've got a very savvy audience, but let's do the refresher. There are three branches of government. Congress is part of the legislative branch. When they decide to go into the court system, they're they're leaving the legislative branch. Okay, and they're in in particular on a civil case, which it would be interesting as to who would be the the lawyers in that. Not clear on that, but clearly they would be relying on ultimately on the judicial branch to make a, a decision from the bench. Okay, number two, criminal contempt. That means, and we're seeing that, apparently, we're going to see that, uh, at least a vote from the committee on Tuesday on this. That's a decision to leave the legislative branch and go to the executive branch represented by the U.S. Department of Justice. And that means you're going to enter the criminal, the federal criminal system. They're going to have to, number one, DOJ would then, if if armed with a, a whole house vote, or contempt, a DOJ would have to weigh in, make a prosecutive decision like they do on a bank robbery or anything else. Do we have enough to proceed? They would then convene a grand jury, likely in the District of Columbia. That's what seems to be called for. And a grand jury of, of citizens from the district would be sitting there going, be presented a case by an assistant U.S. attorney, remember, from the executive branch, DOJ, and would have to weigh in on whether Bannon has indeed uh, violated the uh, statutory elements of contempt of Congress. Okay, number three, inherent contempt of Congress. 
This is largely a standalone, you know, kind of BYOB, bring your bring your own bottle, legislative branch deal where they go, you know what? Thanks, DOJ. Thanks, Judiciary. We're going to do this ourselves and we're going to lay hands on Bannon. We're going to throw him in a brig. And, you know, throughout American history, by the way, the brig also has consisted of the Willard Hotel in the District of Columbia. You know, could be a number of things. Could be a, a, a jail cell in the basement that they have to blow the dust off of uh, in the Capitol. But but that's entirely unreliant upon other branches. There's my understanding. What is my position right now, as of today and yesterday, and the, the appearances you're talking about I've made on TV? I'm uncomfortable in an environment in our society where we are clearly losing the concept of three equal branches of government. May have already lost it. We'll find out soon. I'm uncomfortable with Congress saying, you know what, we really don't want to do this by ourselves. We're going to go outside to the executive branch. Here's the danger in that. No, number one, it's obvious. They're, they're thinking, hey, not best right now for us to do this ourselves. Remember, I'm, I'm really thinking about democracy challenges and three equal branches. And if a branch goes, well, we're really not that equal, we're going to go rely on, on these people over here in a different branch, that bothers me. Number two, if they lose a DOJ, which by the way, could happen along the road. It could happen on an initial prosecutive decision. It could happen at the grand jury level or, and stand by for this, as Bannon appeals, whatever the heck happens to him, it could be lost on appeal. Now you've got a situation where the committee is going to go, okay, um, you know what? We're going to do this ourselves with inherent contempt. That is going to smell very badly from a public perception standpoint. They've already lost in the in the uh, criminal justice system, and they're going to go. Ah, well, let's try it ourselves. That that by its nature, by its nature, says this is junior varsity. This is Plan B, and it smells right. So I'm concerned about that. Mm. It does seem that they're going forward with the criminal contempt. I mean, the vote is Tuesday. We don't yet know when a full House vote will be scheduled. One has not been. I I think I've seen some kind of disinformation out there that it's not going to happen till Thanksgiving or whatever. I I think it'll happen faster than that. Yes. But, you know, we'll see. But if we're just going forward to criminal contempt, because I I agree with you on an inherent contempt. I do. Make yourself the equal branch that you are and do that first and foremost. Although I think Daniel Goldman has said there needs to be a process within the rules of the House to alleviate constitutional due process concerns. And I, I, that's confusing me. Can you maybe explain that? Well, no, I, I too read Goldman's statement and, and had to do some research there. And, and listen, I'll defer in a second to, to Dan. He's great. But, and I was troubled. What, it was a wake-up call because it was like, hold on a minute. You, are you telling me that this power that Congress has really hasn't been worked out in terms of the details like there. Yes, you do need due process because, yes, the American public is not going to sign off on some sergeant at arms handcuffing Bannon and sticking him in a room if there really is no agreed upon due process. I'm going to be upset by that. So, yeah, apparently they need to either refresh it or work it out for modern day or everyone has to vote on what that process will look like if they do it now. Yeah, that's not worked out either. But I, I and and get if that has to happen, stand by for delay after delay and, and obfuscation and, and all of that from the Republican side. But by the way, you're going to see that on the criminal contempt side as well. I think. I think there's a lot of people, I know people are becoming very cynical, but a lot of people are out there, oh, well, this will happen pretty quickly. We'll have this contempt uh, label to slap on Bannon. said, he, by the way, he will wear that label with pride. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's been reports that Cash Patel, for example, is already profiting and fundraising off of just the mere subpoena to Congress. Can you imagine if Bannon is stuck in a cell or, or called uh, uh, to be held in contempt? He'll love it. He'll love it. So, there is going to be delay. Lawyers are going to come in secretly funded by who knows who. And you're going to see challenges like crazy. The notion that we will actually get documents and or testimony from Bannon, you know, in the next few weeks, I think is foolhardy. I just do. Even if people if it moves at warp speed. Right. So the whole House votes in the next week or two. Great. DOJ goes. Garland says, yeah, he's clearly in contempt. We're going to hold a grand jury. OK, now. 
here already now you're going to see the filings from from defense attorneys. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And then the grand jury has to be convened. Yeah, well, there's already a grand jury sitting usually. Of course there is. So you show it. You present. Yes. And they say, yep, by God, he violated. He's he's in contempt. Okay, another another legal battle. And while while appeals are going on over the grand jury proceeding, right? For it's going to take forever, forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that due process that that you and I have been talking about, and sort of trying to temper expectations on social media, saying, "Look, there is a three day notice to to require a vote in a committee. That's why it's Tuesday. It's not because they hate you." And then there are notice requirements for the full house, and then it has to go to the Department of Justice. There is a due process. Procedure. And what, will that, what will that full house vote look like? The scheduling of it, right? Oh, wow, look at this. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, Halloween. Oh, oh, you know, and 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 then debate and people standing at podiums for hours on end and Fox News calling it an assault on our civilization. <laughs> it's long, long. Right. But uh, yeah, and exactly. But that, you know, the point I think you're making is that we do have a due process procedure in place for criminal contempt. We do not right now have a modern one for inherent contempt. And I think that's why Ted Lieu is introducing this legislation for that. But why this wasn't done six months ago. I think we're learning. Look, if one thing we can credit Trump for and four years of Trump for, it's that we now have a long list of of things to do to fix. Right. It's a it's a fix it list. And this is one of them like, oh, we didn't have due process in place for uh, inherent contempt. Holy cow. Yep. And we're good. And the other thing I know, because I'm a, now I'll talk about something I know a little bit more about, which is my security hat. I get really concerned, A.G., that while all of this is going on, Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, Trump, everybody else now really saying they're coming at us. They have no legal standing on um, the not only the fundraising is going to happen, but more importantly, this violent extremist ideology will be on steroids. The, the threats against Congress and particularly members of the committee will go up, you know, as we move toward uh, talking about the midterms, this will become a very hot issue. And, you know, people will say, uh, you know, it, a Bannon's going to become a hero. He'll love every minute of it. Cash, uh, Cash Patel and, and Mark Meadows will watch this carefully. You want to see people obstructing. Wait. Now, we've been told, oh, they're engaging with the committee. That doesn't sound substantive to me, but but we'll see. But they're going to wait and see what happens to Bannon. This will so even a victory with Bannon is going to delay the others because they're going to go. No, I'm going to wait and see what happens to Steve. Don't I'm not going to cooperate. So well, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a test for them. Although I may have a remedy for all of it, Frank, and I want to talk about that right after this break. Will you stay with me? I will. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG for the beans. For me, adventure doesn't always have to mean travel. Some of my favorite everyday adventures are getting lost in a book or going to a new local brunch spot. And whether I'm exploring the pages of a novel at home, relaxing or discovering a new kind of French toast out in the town, Everlane has premium essentials to outfit me in comfort. Everlane has amazing versatility. Their pieces can be used to dress up or down and you can wear them for anything, going out or relaxing in. And they're comfortable. After spending a year and a half at home, I don't want to put on hard pants anymore. (laughs) And these are just the basics that you need in your wardrobe, and they're beautiful. So from workout to takeout, swimwear to trackwear, styles for lounging at home or hitting up your favorite late night spot. I got this really great V-neck tank, V-neck in the front, V-neck in the back. I wear it at home with my yoga pants, or if I put on some, you know, stretchy jeans and heels, I can go out and I'm out in the town. It's amazing how, how just versatile it is. So if you're looking for the perfect pants too, Everlane's denim stays comfortable and versatile all year long. Skinny to relaxed, slim to athletic. You can find the perfect cut that fits your form just right. Choose your stretch level, vintage style rigid, original with just a hint, or like what I like, body-hugging authentic stretch. All made from certified organic cotton and the world's cleanest denim factory with zero landfill waste. Everlane uses sustainable materials, which is important to us at The Beans, while partnering with the best and most ethical factories in the world. For a fit to feel good about, Everlane accepts returns within 30 days of the ship date, and all uniform clothing has a 365-day guarantee. So go to everlane.com slash dailybeans and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping, and you'll get easy returns within the first 30 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash dailybeans and sign up today. Today's show is also brought to you by Allform, a company making the most beautiful, comfortable, customized furniture to your specifications. The premium furniture Allform creates is tailored to meet your needs 
and is delivered to your doorstep free of charge. It's easy to put together. There's no hassle. With Allform, you can customize your own luxury furniture using premium materials, but at a fraction of the cost of regular stores. And it comes so much faster and is so much easier to deal with. It's all up to you. What size and shape and configuration of the furniture of your couch, what color uh, of fabric you want and the type of fabric you want, which is spill, stain and scratch resistant. I got a three-seater sofa with whiskey-colored leather and walnut legs and a chaise lounge. It's very comfortable, stylish, and it looks great. And it's durable and beautiful. All form ships fast, three to seven days in the mail. And it's easy to put together with no tools required. They have beautiful armchairs and love seats, all the way up to eight-seat sectionals. And you can always start small and add on if you move to a bigger place or your family gets bigger. And best of all, you get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they will pick it up for free and give you a full refund. So there is no risk. They also have a forever warranty, literally forever. So to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash dailybeans. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders for listeners at allform.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the author of The FBI Way, host of the Bureau podcast, amazing podcast, Frank Faglusi. Frank, I, uh, I went out on a limb and said I might have a solution to all of these problems. You ready? I got my pen and paper in front of me. Uh, Department of Justice criminal investigation into the plot to overthrow democracy. In the form of a special counsel or uh, an FBI investigation or all of the above? Or? DOJ, special counsel, uh, something criminal, something that the Department of Justice would either have to recommend or do. Because all of this, I, you know, I noticed myself getting into the weeds over the weekend about the process involved in criminal contempt. And I think that the select committee is important and we need to go through these exercises in order to ensure that Congress has its inherent power and is an equal branch of government. It's an important exercise and to get the truth out to the American people. But Bannon, once we do get him, he's just going to either lie or plead the fifth, and his testimony is going to be crap. But I mean, this isn't a criminal proceeding. What's important to me is that alongside, in parallel or in addition to the select committee, there needs to be a criminal investigation. And Adam Schiff has said this weekend he doesn't see any signs of that. Coming from him is a little different than me not hearing about it. Yeah. And very troubling. Very. And so we may not have just we might not have gotten to that point yet. We might not have gotten in the investigation ground up from the insurrection for the Department of Justice to start subpoenaing Bannon, because if he had subpoenaed Bannon and Patel, we would have heard about this by now. I'm certain of it, because that's all Bannon does is use these subpoenas to fundraise. So. What what are your thoughts about this? The bigger picture, how we how we get out of this? Because I, I you know I don't want to downplay the importance of the committee, but I think that there's other things that need to be done. Okay, I I am with you virtually a hundred percent on this, and this the reason why you haven't heard me yet streaming this from the rooftops is because I guess I was still almost naively holding out some hope that this was all part and parcel of the ongoing DOJ investigation, FBI. That's been what, well over 600 indictments, arrests so far. Now, let's look at the signs and clues. Uh, It's disturbing to hear Schiff say he doesn't think it's happening. You're right. Initially, I was encouraged by uh, NBC News uh, DC reporter who's all over this stuff, Farland, Mm -hmm. who who got a hold of an uh, an FBI interview report of one of these knuckleheads who's been arrested. And they asked, it was a, I believe it was an oath keeper. And they asked him among the questions, Hey, um, have you been in contact with anybody from Congress? Do you know any staffers, any Congress members, blah, blah, blah. That that to me was, wow. Okay, so this is part of a set collection list of questions being asked in this investigation. That tells me they are interested in looking at potential for criminal uh, Congress uh, involvement. Outstanding. But after that, AG, there has been crickets in terms of clues that they're really, really digging in. And, and one thing against the notion that they're digging into the origins, the, the planning of this, aside from three percenters, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, is the fact that DOJ did not object to the select committee subpoenaing Bannon, uh, Meadows, Patel, right? If they were all over these guys and they were key to this criminal inquiry the FBI is doing, I think we would have said, we would have heard DOJ go, hey, time out. Time out on these people. You're going to mess with what we're doing. The fact that we haven't heard that yet is further evidence that, yeah, there's likely not, the current investigation may not include that scope. And so I'm with you. If that's true, then, then, then we got to add that into the scope of the pending DOJ 
investigate. Yeah, and I, I have we have seen some other hints too. For example, the the seven hour testimony by Rosen behind closed doors with the January sixth committee. The fact that these interviews for a committee that's supposed to get the information out to the public are being conducted behind closed doors gives me a little bit of hope that they're trying to keep this stuff. They're trying to keep it from going all north, right? Uh, in Iran Contra, and then of course we had that. I think it was an Oath Keepers lawyers search warrant said that one of the nine crimes they were looking for material for had to do with seditious conspiracy. And so, but that could just be within the Oath Keepers and not necessarily reaching out up above them, much like you said, the templated questions from the FBI asking about whether or not any members of Congress had been spoken to. And You're right. And I want to be clear here because I can already hear, you know, Tucker Carlson playing playing our discussion on uh, his evening show, which, you know, I want to be clear. There has to be proper legal predication to add people to the scope of a criminal investigation. And I am saying that from what I have observed and researched, I do believe there is adequate predication, not just willy nilly. Frank likes to add Frank and AG want to add all of Congress to the inquiry. Not saying that I'm saying with specificity of certain members, certain people in Trump's orbit, maybe even Trump himself. Yes, I do believe I have seen adequate information in the public domain that causes me to believe there's predication to add them to an investigation. Yeah, and not just that, but, you know, we can talk about the the six point coup for dummies memo written by John Eastman or the letters Jeffrey Clark wrote to seven states. Clark, are you telling me there's not a case on Clark? I know the IG at DOJ was looking at DOJ employees. But guess what? Clark's no longer a DOJ employee. So the IG has little to no authority over him. Can't compel him. So yeah, someone's got to be looking at this. And it does, yeah, and look, I understand Garland, the 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 tightrope that Garland has to walk, right? Can't appear to be political. Hence, hence the very quick um statement after Biden, you know, told a reporter, yeah, yeah, I want to see them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yes, I get that. But my God, politics is one thing. Saving democracy is something else. And yeah, he should be unafraid to say I have probable cause or or predication to add people to an an investigation. Yeah, I concur, although I understand the the rule of silence. And, you know, we've uh, we've posited together, Frank, that perhaps it's just not there yet. Maybe they're trying to maybe the Department of Justice is trying to insulate themselves from looking political by waiting for an inspector general referral or a congressional referral. But Man, that's you're running out the clock. By the time, if that happens and if that's what they're waiting for, they are undermining their potential future inquiry by allowing Congress to perhaps even cut deals with people or do behind the scenes interviews. Who knows what's going on? That could get really messed up. Yeah. And I am glad that uh, Benny Thompson, who chairs the committee, has said they are working with the Department of Justice to ensure that nobody steps on anybody's toes, meaning that there's a glimmer of a potential of a of an investigation. Otherwise, I think the, the DOJ would just cut them loose to do whatever they wanted. I agree. Very true. But we'll see. I think the first big test is going to come to come from whether the Department of Justice goes after these criminal or decides to prosecute criminal contempt. Well, I think that's a second big test for first big test was the Mo Brooks refusal to represent Mo Brooks in his lawsuit, which was beautifully written and, and sent a shot across the bow to any federal employee. I love that. I love that. And and by the way, I know people have pointed out the language regarding uh, referral for contempt says DOJ shall, that's a, that's a really big word in law school, shall convene a grand jury. Hmm. Okay. A shell, of course, assuming that there's everything's on the up and up and there's sufficient cause. But I think they may not have a choice. I think they have to do it. Yeah, a couple of experts I've spoken to said they probably do have larger prosecutorial discretion than we would think based on the the D.C. U.S. attorney shall present this to a grand jury. But again, we will see. And it's not going to take long to to get this test back. It's not going to take as long as some of the other things that we're facing. I agree. I agree. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Get the book, The FBI Way. Check out the Bureau, the podcast. And uh, look for him everywhere on TV doing hits. I appreciate your time today. Frank Figlizzi. Anytime. Thanks. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's Allison from The Beans. My favorite times of the day are when I'm sleeping and when I'm in the shower. And you know this because you've been listening to me for a while. I always feel better and think clearer after a shower and during the shower. And recently, you know, I upgraded 
to the Nebbia by Moen showerhead. And I've had the best shower of my life. You know, I gutted my bathroom. I put my pictures up on social media. There was only one thing that stayed from the old bathroom to the new, and that is my Nebbia by Moen shower. The Nebbia was designed by former Tesla, NASA, and Apple engineers who spent years developing a superior shower experience. The Nebbia by Moen spa shower is Nebbia's most advanced shower yet, twice the coverage with half the water usage of standard shower heads. And despite using 45% less water, its spray is 81% more powerful. Nebbia's atomized droplets rinse shampoo and conditioner out of the thickest, longest hair. Installation is as easy as changing a light bulb. I love the Nebbia. My shower is like a personal spa now. And the Nebbia by Moen Spa Shower starts at just $199. And for Daily Beans listeners, we have a deal for you. The first 100 people to use code BEANS at Nebbia.com will get 10% off all Nebbia products. Nebbia rarely does deals like this, so it's a great deal to jump on. Go to Nebbia.com slash beans. That's Nebbia, N-E-B-I-A dot com slash beans to check out what they have to offer. Again, the first 100 people to use that code BEANS when checking out will save 10% on all Nebbia products. The only exception here is stuff that's on pre-order, as Nebbia currently offers free shipping in the U.S. for those products. Again, Nebbia.com slash beans and use promo code BEANS to save 10%. And today's show is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Sustainable investing. It's amazing. If you want to invest for the long term, Wealthfront helps you invest on your terms. Maybe you're pro-solar, pro-cannabis. Maybe you're an emerging market crypto person. Whoever you are, you should invest in what you believe in. And that's what makes Wealthfront so great. In just minutes, you can get started with Wealthfront's classic portfolio, or you can make things custom with the investments you care about the most. Wealthfront even offers socially responsible portfolios, a mix of funds built around human rights, climate change, and sustainability. Wealthfront is super easy to personalize, meaning you can tweak your portfolio to match the things you care about, like clean energy funds and crypto trusts, cannabis, plus hundreds more. No matter what you're into, Wealthfront will help you build wealth responsibly and protect you from making mistakes, like going in on some bad advice you got on Reddit or accidentally backing a bunch of big oil firms. But best of all, Wealthfront is totally automated. They do all the trading and rebalancing, and they even help you lower your tax bill as you invest. It's streamlined, it's effortless, it works like a charm, or really like exceptional software, <laughs> to be honest. But you can get your first $5,000 managed for free at Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. Start building your wealth today at Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. That's Wealthfront, F-R-O-N-T, dot com slash Daily Beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. And Monday good news, Dana, my favorite good news day. Absolutely. It's just nice to start the week off like this. It is. And if you have anything you want to submit, just anything, really, literally, anything good, uplifting, or, you know, any trials and tribulations you're having and you need advice, you know, like a kind of a dear alley thing, please send it into us, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. I'll go first here. We have a submission from James, pronouns he and him. James says, my partner and I are just back from a visit to Tofino, B.C., a small town on the west coast of Vancouver Island, pronounced Tofino. Ooh, I got it right. Nice. In... Tlaokiat. Tlaokiat land. Yeah. We were there with Cobalt, the mini Aussie, and her sister Denim. So I thought you might like to see some photos of Cobalt enjoying the Pacific Ocean. Yes, I would, James. Cobalt is still doing very well after her cancer surgery and is back to her old self. After her most recent checkup, they declared that her blood work looked like it came from a five-year-old dog. Not bad for a 15-year-old Aussie. Oh, my goodness. Admittedly, she wasn't keen on the hours-long drive with an hours-long delay for highway construction to get out to Tofino. But once we were there, she loved the beach, as you can see in the I th- photos. I think uh, I missed somewhere in all of these submissions that Cobalt was 15. Yeah. She looks amazing. No, oh, she's did. such a beautiful dog. These are both just gorgeous dogs. Look at that butt. Look at that Aussie butt. (laughs) Aussie butts are the best. The Corgi and Aussie butts. Best butts in the dog business, for real. Uh, James, thanks for kicking us off. This next one's from Alicia, pronouns she and her. Dear Beans Queens, greetings from Berlin. Good news. I'm out of the hospital. Since I have no memory of what happened, things are a little fuzzy. But I've been told that I hit my head on my way to work about a week ago. Oh my God. After 72 hours in the hospital and a battery of tests, I'm now confident that my brain is fine. No lesions, tumors plague. I didn't have a stroke or an epileptic seizure. All that remains is some stitches in my scalp and a bit of a lingering headache. Having to stay in the hospital for three days did allow me to get caught up on some missed episodes. And as always, your humor brought a smile to my face, even with an IV in my arm. I don't have any pets, so attached is a photo of one of my happy places. This is the Tiergarten. Yep, Tiergarten in Berlin. 
uh, one of the biggest parks in the city where I like to go for a run with the beans on my headphones. Thank you so much for bringing a little bit of light into these often dark times. And this is an absolutely gorgeous picture. Yeah, I, Alicia, I have this exact same photo from my trip to Germany in the Tiergarten in Berlin. And I think our our patron David, yeah, he he was uh, in Berlin. He visited the Kaiser Wilhelm Gedächtniskirche. Sent me a bunch of magnets and photos and postcards and stuff. I absolutely love Berlin. I'm so glad you're out of the hospital, and I'm glad you're okay. My gosh, how scary! You just hit your head, and then a week you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm all right. Yeah, it's frightening. But yeah, that's a beautiful photo. Thank you for sharing that. Next up from Jordan, pronoun she and her. Hi, Beans Queens. Amazing, phenomenal. So exciting. Good news. I'm engaged. My now fiance. I like how she puts now here, you know, so we don't confuse this one with others. Uh, (laughs) I've been together for a little over six years. I had talked a bit about marriage, but generally didn't have a rush. But a part of me was a little sad not to get all the excitement and celebrating our commitment to each other, not to mention how hard it is. Always hearing mostly well-meaning nonsense from friends and family about why hasn't he popped the question? No one will buy the cow if you're giving away the milk for free, etc. And general other none of their goddamn business thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I started seeing a therapist a few months back. She encouraged me to think about what I really want. Only with myself and my SO in mind and encouraged me to speak openly and honestly with him. Obviously, the talk went quite well. He picked out the gorgeous antique art deco ring from the 30s and we both love it so much. So that's my pod tax today. Sending all my overflowing love to you. And the whole Illuminati. What a beautiful ring. It really is gorgeous. I love rings like this. I mean, there's something very nice about like a, you know, a contemporary engagement ring or wedding ring, but these, these ones with history, these, they're, they're gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Yes. Congrats. Congratulations. All right. This one is from anonymous pronoun she and her. Someone wrote asking about how to get involved in politics. Can I highlight the organization run for something? I haven't worked with them personally, but they are a nonprofit looking for progressives to run for local office. They help sponsor first campaigns and navigate those waters. Definitely worth looking into for U.S. residents. Again, the site's called Run for Something. Pet Pick Tax. Uh, The goodest boy, seven-year-old pit bull, Keiju. Uh, His smile here wraps his personality up perfectly. The doofiest doof to ever doof. He's our prince who wants nothing more than to play with his kids, protect his chickens, and sneak the wet cat food. Yeah. Look at the color (laughs) and the markings on this dog. So pretty. Beautiful. The ball. Yeah, that's pretty doofy. Oh, my God. So goofy. Great shot. Great, great photo. (laughs) So cute. Yeah. And the wet cat food. I can I can relate. Uh, Next up, Jamie pronoun she and her. It's been a shit week. All three of my two young to be vaccinated kiddos contracted COVID. Oh, no. And subsequently, my husband had a breakthrough infection. Fuck COVID. The bright spot is that my kids are fucking hilarious, even if tiny asshole dictators. <laughs> <laughs> the shit they say makes me pee my pants. I should get that checked out. Case in point, last year, my then four-year-old was confused about why he had to go to the doctor on his birthday when he wasn't sick. I explained that every year he needs to have a well-child checkup to make sure he's healthy. And he looked at me and said, so I have to do a wildlife checkup? That's fair. I paused for a moment and thought, yeah, buddy, it really is a wildlife checkup because toddlers and preschoolers really are like wild animals. I'm not wrong here. So I propose that well visits for kids be forever known as wildlife checkups. (laughs) For pet tax, please admire our two newest adopted fur babies. Dobby and Oreo said dictators convinced me our sweet cavies, oh, guinea pigs, needed God. costumes. Yes, they and did. I'm <laughs> I wonder too, I have to ask uh, uh, Jamie, because cats do this. I wonder if pigs do it too. Uh, when you put these on them, do they just kind of just sit there and not move? Or are they just like, whatever? Oh, uh, my be- God. Because, first of all, these are adorable guinea pigs. But, oh my God, so cute. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh my God, thank you for that smile. Okay, we got another one from Anonymous, pronouncing her. Hi, lean, bean, badass machine. I like that. I wrote a hallelujah verse inspired by my father's fight for freedom in his homeland of Hungary. He was a freedom fighter in 1956 revolt to overthrow the totalitarian Soviet regime, which occupied his country. Allison, 
This one goes out especially to you. It may be sentimental, but it is inspired by my father's history of trauma and triumph. And it's meant to honor people's fighting spirit in the face of evil. AG, if this is dedicated to you, would you like the honor? It's the last submission of the day and I would give it to you. All right, I'll give it a shot. See if I can make it through without crying. Okay. When evil grabbed the reins of power, the people faced the darkest hour and hate unleashed relentlessly pursued ya. But through the depths of great despair, the hope for freedom filled the air. You embrace the fight, let light renew ya. Nice. Hallelujah. 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 Wonderful verse, wonderfully sung, included a picture of my dad and me mm-hmm. with a heart. And my goodness, this is just the sweetest damn photo. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I'm an anonymous friend. I'm anonymous. Anonymous. My dad did the same, not in Hungary, just as a Air, U.S. Air Force veteran, pushing back the Russians from Vietnam. So nice. Yeah. Same evil regime. Same cool swim trunks also i must say very cool ah oh, thank you so much thanks to everybody and thanks for your pet pics and your photos and the beautiful ring happy engagement All and i'm so it. glad that you're out going out of you know getting out of the hospital and uh, i hope that you know sending you know so much healing light to to your family with with the kids with covid and, and the husband with the breakthrough infection and Man, if you have anything you want to send in, please do so at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, and I appreciate everybody listening today. I really appreciate our patrons too. And uh, also thanks to Frank Fagluzzi for showing up and answering uh, answering my questions today. Dana, do you have anything you want to say before we get out of here today? No, nothing other than have a fantastic week. And I hope you're enjoying the beautiful weathers of fall. It's one of the most wonderful times of the year. Agreed. Thank you so much, everybody. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.